Yo, I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, I was reading something, you know, because Elon Musk bought Twitter. I think uh, they said in college that he tried to bury some stuff underneath the rug. Now, my question is, how much validity is to this? But I really want to know is, is he really that type of person because I don't put anything past him? But let's get into it. He, they said that he uh, had relationships now, you know this is a dirty mouth, so I can say whatever the fuck I want. He fucked his cat to death and then tried to cover it up. So it was a sexual assault on a domesticated cat. Jesus fucking Christ. Talk about a fucking pussy. Yo, what's good? It's Howie Snickers, and this is the Dirty Mouth Podcast. They call me the rap game Dennis Reynolds, and I know it's been a minute. You guys haven't heard from me in such a long time. Listen, I choose a new career path, okay? So I don't work overnight anymore, and my schedule is a little hectic, but trust me, this is my true passion because there's nothing I like more than talking shit about sports. So let's get into it because we've missed a whole lot, and there's a whole lot going on right now. First and foremost, we're about halfway through the NFL season. Is that not insane to you? Is that not insane to you? There's a lot of stories that are swirling around, but we can start from this week 10 uh, lineup and then we can work our way from there. All right, so let's get into it. The first game, which is tonight, is Atlanta against Carolina. Now, I'm going to take that check on the Carolina box here just because we lost to them in the worst fashion possible. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with what happened, uh, this game was neck and neck about the entire time. Our running back, uh, Deontay Foreman, had the game of his life. Now, him playing in Tennessee with Derrick Henry should let us know right then and there he likes to run with grown men. All right? So, he had a lot of uh, built-up animosity and aggression to get out, especially sitting behind Christian McCaffrey, which got traded to San Fran. Now, am I upset about that? Absolutely not, because we got a bunch of picks, and that's damaged goods. And from what I'm seeing over there in uh, the the Bay, it looks like he's uh, fitting in just fine. Now, P.J. Walker threw a dime at the end of that game to D.J. Moore, in which D.J. Moore took his helmet off after he got out of the end zone and proceeded to scream and yell, fuck you to the fans. That gave us a penalty, which pushed us back. The kicker missed the field goal, ultimately sending us to overtime. And the overtime caused another missed field goal. Who do you put the pressure on there? Do you put it on DJ for taking his helmet off? Do you put it on the kicker for two missed field goals? Now, people are saying that it was unprofessional for DJ Moore to take his helmet off in the middle of that game. Here's my question. When Scary Terry took his helmet off when they played the Colts in Washington that same week, and he started to scream at every single player on the field without being in the end zone, Did he get penalized for that? When Travis Kelsey was getting frustrated because he was getting locked down in prime time against Tennessee because they figured out uh, a way to get under his skin and he took his helmet off in frustration in the middle of the field, did he get penalized? No? Okay then, we're going to move forward on that. Now Atlanta, they're an up-and-coming team. They they got some pieces around them. There's a little bit of flaws there, but however... 
there's two different versions of a football team. There's the ascending teams and there's the descending teams. Either you're doing better or you're doing worse. Compared to what Atlanta was doing the past couple of seasons, Atlanta is definitely doing better. But however, they're a division rival to me, so fuck them. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. This is an interesting one. Minnesota and Buffalo. Now, let's get into Minnesota. Minnesota only lost one game this year, and it was against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles are undefeated. Uh, Darius Slay had Justin Jefferson in hell the way he locked that man down. I'm sorry. He picked the ball off. Kirk Cousins got the ball to Darius Slay more than he got it to his number one receiver because he was just throwing everything up. Now, they have a new coach. There's a new system here. They're learning to do defensive schemes. They got Zadarius Smith from Green Bay. So there's a lot of pieces that they're all working together. Kirk is getting comfortable. He's building chemistry with his teammates. You see him out here with the gold chains and no shirt on. It's really fucking weird if you ask me. But hey, if it works, it works. And he looks like he's having fun. So on paper, these teams are an issue. These teams are a playoff team. These teams are a contender. It's legit. We're halfway through the season and they only lost one game. You should be impressed by that. Minnesota, my hat's off to you. You guys are doing your thing. Now, Dalvin Cook... He's doing his thing. And then they just got Hawkinson from Detroit, which I don't understand how you give the best player on your team for a tight end to a division rival that's basically uh, trying to win this entire thing. It's just bad business if you ask me, but that's besides the point. On paper, this team is pretty stacked. They have a running game. They have a wide receiver core. They have a quarterback. I mean, he's a QB manager, but it's enough for him to get to the big game. It's enough for him to get to the big dance. Trent Dofer. Run a, run a ring. If Trent Dilfer can get a ring, anybody can get a ring. I'm impressed. He might be a Hall of Fame when it's all said and done out in Minnesota. So good on him. Now, they're playing against Buffalo, which has Josh Allen. Now, I don't think that Buffalo is as good as they look. Josh Allen is a freak athlete. Don't get me wrong. Even with the issue, apparently he, when he got hit and there was an elbow injury, he threw the ball 70 yards right after that play. Now, it fucks me up because he didn't give it to Gabe Davis, and that's who I have on my fantasy team because he's his third option, I guess, with Diggs on the field, but it's okay. I'm not going to give up on you, bud, because one day you could go off for an explosive game. I'm happy to see these teams build chemistry in both. We could be looking at a Super Bowl preview, honestly. Both of these teams easily could go to this game. However, we're going to have the joy at 1 o'clock. Now, I got Minnesota edging them out just because of the issue with Josh Allen and his elbow. Good luck to both of these teams, though. I have beef with neither one of them. Let's get into Detroit and Chicago. Okay, so here's my beef with Detroit and Chicago. This is the division game. Anybody can win these things. We all know that's true. But my problem is, who's the better team? So on paper, I'm going to go ahead and go Chicago. They're the better team. If we look at the power rankings right now, Chicago is at 25, right? And this is recent. Like, they literally just released this. And Detroit is at 30. So it's a battle of the mid-off here. I want to go ahead and say Chicago is the better team on paper. Just because Jared Goff is too inconsistent for me, Amon Ross St. Brown is one of the best receivers in the league right now. But he's dealing with some injuries as well as DeAndre Swift. Jamal Williams is great. They got rid of their tight end, Hawkinson. Aiden Hutchinson on the other side, though. I mean, how many defensive linemen do you know with two interceptions in their rookie year? I mean, he's looking great. So it's, it seems like it's a tank, and they're going to build some pieces around certain players in this uh, game. But 
Chicago, it seems to be figuring it out now. They got rid of Roquan Smith, and he didn't really want to be there. And they got rid of Robert Quinn, and they got rid of Khalil Mack, but they are trying to make things work. Montgomery isn't it. Khalil Herbert, that's his job. That's just the way I see it. It's clear as day, black and white, put it right on paper. Chicago's winning this game. And Justin Fields, uh, he's figuring it out. It's it's early in his career. He doesn't exactly have all the pieces and what he needs as far as uh, being managed and taught to do things a certain way. But he's showing everyone that he's a athlete in this NFL that can run with the best dogs. So, I mean, I root for him, as always, and hopefully he can get it done. So let's move forward to Denver and Tennessee. Uh, I don't know how I feel about Tennessee right now with the Tannehill situation and Malik Willis. I do know that Malik Willis is an athlete, and I've been high on him since before the draft at Liberty. This man, uh, he's going to be one of the GOATs. They're going to compare him to Vince Young and Steve Nash for Tennessee if he stays there and has a healthy career. Derrick Henry is a grown man. Uh, He's a fucking tractor running over children, playing a child sport, which is crazy because if you look at the stats, I'm the same exact size as this man. So why does he look fucking ginormous when he's playing with pads and a helmet on? He would run me the fuck over. I wouldn't want to get in his fucking way. Like, that's no issue at all. Denver. Denver, Denver, Denver. I don't know how to feel about them. Russell Wilson. This guy is so busy being about himself, uh, being a spectacle in media and the news, uh, with all the play on words about dangerous and danger witch with the subway commercials, and it's just not panning out. I believe that in the first game that he played, when he went to overtime against LA, he only had about 10 yards after they were down by seven, and that's not impressive to me if you're supposed to be a quarterback that they basically gave their entire future up for, and this is what it's uh, shelling out to. On paper, it looks bad because Denver is a good team. Look, they have the pieces, they have the receivers, they have the running backs, they have the defensive line, they have the offensive line. I I don't understand why the secondary is amazing. You see Patrick Sertain and what he's doing? It doesn't make any sense to me that they're playing at the volume that they are. On paper, it just doesn't add up. However, I feel like they're good enough to stop Tennessee, so I'm going to go with Denver this week. Now, we got Jacksonville and Kansas City. Jacksonville, they're a gritty team. Those are the people that are going to squeak by, and they're going to be a wild card team, and everyone's going to be like, where did they come from? Because they're good. Now, Etienne finally got his chance to shine, and we all knew who he was from last year. Uh, They got rid of that wild-ass Urban Meyer, which I didn't even get to get into that stuff because it's been so long since I did a podcast. And now they got Dougie Peterson over there, and he's proven. I mean, he won a Super Bowl over there in Philly, so, I mean, obviously he knows how to coach a team. Now, with Trevor Lawrence getting a quarterback-friendly coach, he's in the best situation now that he can be possibly because he's only going to grow and develop his game. I want to see him do well, and I want to see him succeed. I have no beef at all whatsoever with Jacksonville. And with all that being said, they're still not better than Kansas City. Now, I can't. there's nothing that I can say about Kansas City that already hasn't been said. You tell me right now that Kansas City could potentially lose this game Jacksonville. Patrick Mahomes is now the golden boy of the NFL. You're not allowed to touch him, and if they're down in the game, they're going to help him out so they can come back. Why? He's the face of the franchise. He's won an MVP. He's won a Super Bowl MVP. Like, he's been on the cover of Madden. They love him. You cannot touch him. He's on the Madden. He's on the cover of Madden twice because he's on there again with Brady. Come on now. You can't get much better than that. 
I'm happy for the man. I root for the man. I'm cheering for him. He's a good guy. Uh, on and off the field. Yeah, I see he got his brother to get off the field with the antics. Travis Kelsey, one of the greatest tight ends of our time. Uh, a number one. He's a true uh, wide receiver number one. Uh, the way he plays the game is just different. So there's no way I wouldn't be starting him this week if you have him in fantasy. And with Kadarius Tony being added to the team and them saying that he was an issue, I, I feel like Andy Reid's going to get him right because Andy Reid is the type of person that uh, it deals with troubled players and gets them out in good spirits. So let's give that to Kansas City this week. Next, we got Cleveland and Miami. I think that's a simple feat. Miami's going to win that game. Why? Because Miami has it together. They got a new head coach, which is black, allegedly. And Tua, after that gruesome concussion that he had halfway through the season, he wants to prove himself. You know what I mean? He wants to prove that he's a tough quarterback and he's ready to lead that team. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, uh, they scare the fuck out of me. I hate every time I look at my fantasy matchup and I have to go against one of them, I already know that's going to be an automatic 30-plus points. And it really gets under my skin. But the team on paper is good. McDaniels, uh, so far so good. He's a decent coach, but I don't know. He hasn't proven himself yet. We win a couple of games, but that doesn't mean anything. What matters is when it comes down to the nitty-gritty and it's postseason. That's what matters. Now, Cleveland, they got a whole mess going on themselves. Kareem Hunt's trying to get the fuck out of there. Nick Chubb is eating up everybody. And uh, their quarterback situation is uh, on the fence. Now, What's his face? Bursette is doing his thing right now. Amari Cooper and them, they have a connection, and you love to see it. With the Sean Watson, I'm not sure what's going on with that situation. I don't know when he fucking comes back. I think it's really weird. And I never touch on it, but I think I'm going to dedicate an entire podcast to me speaking on how fucking strange that whole situation is. I don't like putting my two cents in. That gets really messy. Uh, and I'm not going to put my two cents in on this one, but I will dedicate one to that because I missed you guys that much. Let's get into Houston and the New York Giants. Talk about a fucking surprise team. The Giants really showed them that with a new head coach and a positive attitude, you can really get things done. Daniel Jones is the starting quarterback for that team, and they've only lost, what, one game this year, two games this year? That's fucking impressive, especially coming from that team that no one expected anything from. And people, Giants fans, I know Giants fans personally that are the biggest fucking skepticals of their quarterback situation and they even agree that he's playing great so i gotta have my tip my hats off to the new york giants you're doing anything out there brian deball i mean you you are a coach you show compassion you show energy you show excitement you show heart on that field which is a lot more than i can say about matt rule and oh my god i can't believe i did not discuss matt rule in this podcast but if you guys want to hear how i really feel about him tune in after tonight, because I'm definitely going to have a, a nice uh, a nice discussion about Carolina after this Thursday night game. Houston, uh, we have a problem. Lovey Smith, I feel like you got a bad beat. You shouldn't have got kicked out of Chicago. Davis Mills, you're looking like you're going to be the quarterback for the future. They found their guy. There's a guy that stepped up for the wide receivers in that unit, and as well as Damian Pierce, which looks like to be a steal out of the draft because this running back is something special. What did he get, 139 yards without even scoring? He's a grown man. He played against the Eagles on Thursday night and almost had 200 yards against one of the best defenses in the league. And you, you just can't stop him. And he, he likes it. He enjoys the contact. And when you hear a running back enjoys the contact, then you should be, you should be worried because he's going to torture your team. Uh, I fuck with him. I think he's going to be a great player for years to come. Houston, you should be excited about this. Now, 
New Orleans and Pittsburgh. I don't know what the fuck's up with that one. New Orleans, uh, I feel like you guys are getting a bad beat because Jameis Winston basically cracked every fucking vertebrae, rib, bone, spine in his body, and he was still playing, and they decided to put red rifle in. Look, this team is on a situation where I think the coach is going to get fired. I mean, he's doing his thing. Uh, I know you guys all expect me to say fuck the Saints because that's my fucking rival, but let's get real here. Let's get real. They drafted Chris Olave. That might be one of the better draft picks this year. Uh, out of Ohio State, this guy is a problem. He's only It's only his first year, and he's going to figure it out. He's only going to get better. He's averaging, what, about 10, 13 receptions a game. That's looking like a number one to me. I don't know if Michael Thomas wants to play or not anymore, or if he's trying to get out of there. Something about a broken pinky toe. Uh, who knows? Uh, I guess the slants were just too powerful for him, and maybe he got turf toe when he came off of the edge a little bit. Alvin Kamara. I thought he was trade bait. I swore this man was gone. I thought he was going to get out of here. But apparently, uh, I guess they're going to keep him. And with Andy Dalton, he, he's a serviceable backup, but I don't think he's the future for them. I think they'd be better off with Taysom Hill and a Wildcat because they use him like a Swiss Army knife anyway. Just run the ball the entire game. I mean, Bill Belichick can do it against Buffalo in a playoff game. Why can't you guys do it against Pittsburgh? Have fun with it. Do something different. Switch it up. Be bold. Pittsburgh, I don't know what's going on. Mike Tomlin, you forever have my respect. You're one of the greatest black head coaches that I've ever seen play. In my entire life of watching football, uh, I have no beef with the Steelers. I don't think Kenny Pickett uh, is ready yet. I, I, I appreciate you giving him an opportunity and not just benching him just because of the way he plays. Mitch Trubisky, huh, I feel like you got you got a lot, a lot, a lot of tutelage being behind Josh Allen. But for whatever reason, it's not translating over there. So who knows what's going on, and that's a bad bet. Mason Rudolph, yeah, you can go fuck yourself. And, yeah, you know I was going to say it. Fuck the fucking Saints. So let's move forward, and let's get into uh, the Colts in Las Vegas. Now, Indy has a new coach now, Jeff Saturday, and I feel like that's one of the biggest things out. Now, why is that such a big deal? Because he's a player, and he has no coaching experience whatsoever. But honestly, can you go wrong with what's going on over there? Michael Pittman isn't getting any touches. Jonathan Taylor, I don't know what's going on with him. They got rid of Naeem Hines. What exactly does this team need to breathe some fresh air, some life into the franchise? They had bad luck with quarterbacks. They had Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. And now we're with Matt Ryan. Now, Matt Ryan, he's on his last leg of his career. And I don't know if it's just wrong place, wrong time, or he's not that good of an athlete because he was an MVP and went to the Super Bowl. So, But then again, they lost 28-3, to so that's bad coaching all around. Andy, I feel like you're a good team. You guys are just missing a few pieces that can make you great, and it's not translating well on the field. Now, going against Las Vegas – they're tanking. There's no doubt in my mind that they're tanking. I am a avid, firm believer in them trying to put up smoke screens to make you think that the game is better than what it looks like, and they're not. But trust me, anybody who watches football without a blind eye can see. Darren Waller sitting out. They got Devontae Adams out from Green Bay so he could play, and there was going to be all types of amazing chemistry because they were roommates in college for him to play with his quarterback. Look, Derek Carr... I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing, but it looks bad. And I don't know what you're tanking for because leave that in Carolina's realm. I'd appreciate it. We're trying to get a number one draft pick, and you guys clearly don't need a quarterback. But 
Who's going to – I think, no. You know what? I want to go in into here. Jeff Saturday gets his first one as a head coach, and he gets a Gatorade bath. Dallas and Green Bay. Uh, Dallas, I feel like you're a good team. You just have to get rid of your owner. And your coach, he's not that good. Mike McCarthy, I mean, you're a great regular season coach, but when it comes down to the nitty-gritty and you need to get into postseason mode and win some games, it can't happen. Tony Pollard, you are the future for Dallas. Zeke, you got your money. You can get the fuck up out of here now. You you should have traded high uh, last year because you already knew what it was going to be. As soon as he got signed that contract, it was over. They fed Zeke. Now he's stuffed sitting on the sideline enjoying himself. Do I think that Dallas is going to get Odell? If you think of the biggest stars in the NFL, the divas in the NFL, that attitude, does Odell Beckham not check every single box for a Dallas Cowboy wide receiver? He would fit there. They would love him. He'd be a king. And if he won a Super Bowl for that team and that franchise, he would be considered the greatest wide receiver of all time for Dallas. Now, am I a Dallas Cowboy fan? Absolutely not. I really don't care about them at all. The playoff jokes get kind of old. I really don't care. Uh, It's kind of surprising to me that they haven't won anything in such a long time. And the fandom, I can understand why people are annoyed by them, but they don't really bother me. They're, They're cool people. But on the green day, I don't know how this matches up. Uh, Green Bay got a bad bet. Listen, they don't have a true WR1, and I think that's going to be an issue for Aaron Rodgers to be able to play. Now, Aaron Jones is issued a injury, so I'm not sure if he's going to be able to get out on the field or not, but with their backup playing as well, because that's a two-headed monster right there with A.J. Dillon, I think he could get some shine, and you could give him some tick if he's on the field. He might surprise you guys a little bit. Now, Dallas's run defense with Micah Parsons on the edge, it might be an issue because he can play in different spots, and he'll be able to clog up that hole. So when they try it, they're going to blitz the A-gap the entire fucking game. Now, we can get technical with this, but I know there's some casual listeners, and I don't feel like getting into the schematics of defensive schemes when playing against another one. I'll put it to you like this. They're going to plan well for the running backs against Green Bay and clog the hole. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? I'm not trying to mansplain, I promise. I'm an ally. <laughs> There's no issue here. Uh, Green Bay, I think they lose this one to Dallas, especially with Dak being healthy and being back. I am a big, 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 big fan of good football games, and this one isn't going to. It's going to be sloppy, and Dallas might devour Aaron Rodgers up. I don't know what's going on over there with him, I don't know if it's a thumb issue or it's just that they're complaining about the turf on the field. There's a lot going on there, and I don't think it's something that uh, is going to get fixed anytime soon. Green Bay is probably going to lose that division, too. I think that's up for Minnesota to grab. We got Arizona and L.A. Now, these are rivals, but this is going bad, man. Cooper Cup has some type of injury with his leg that I'm not sure what's going on here. It's like an ankle sprain or something. Matt Stafford is in concussion protocol. That team is falling apart faster than uh, a fucking Ford Explorer. Now, if you drive a Ford, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to offend. I really don't give a fuck. Arizona is also having some issues. They got DeAndre Hopkins back, but I see footage surfacing of him and Kyler Murray getting into it. Now, Robbie Anderson's bitch ass decided that he wanted to go over there and felt like that his career would be rejuvenated, not realizing you just went into another dysfunctional family, bro. So you're going to have some issues out there. Arizona, I feel like they're going to win this game from the run game because they don't have it. 
They don't have it. You guys got rid of one of your best defensive players, Von Miller. You just got Aaron Donald over there. And there's only so much that that man can do. He's like the Terminator on the field, but you're not going to be able to stop it. The air attack, Rondell Moore, I expect him to eat. DeAndre Hopkins, I expect him to eat. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's going to get smoked by somebody, and it's going to be a sight to see, especially after he came out with that announcement about how he makes a big play and he shouldn't be expected to do anything. No, bitch, it's your fucking job. You don't want defense. So if you make a big play and then the ball gets turned over again, you go back out on the field and you make another big play. It's the same thing for offense. The offense scores a touchdown. They turn the ball over and then they get the ball back again. You want to go down the field and score. Do you not? That's the issue. So I'm going to go with Arizona there. Then we got L.A. Chargers against the San Francisco 49ers for the night game. Uh, L.A., I don't know how I feel. The coach, I think it's the coaching thing. The team's good. Uh, I feel like Herbert should have sat out for a few weeks just because he had the rib issue. But, I mean, he's still out there because he wants to show he's a competitor and he doesn't want to lose his job. I think you're fine. You're, you're going to make your money. You're going to be all right, okay? Playing against L.A. or playing against uh, San Francisco is going to be difficult because San Fran has one of the best defenses in the league. How good is this defense? I would say on a scale of the best defense in the league, they are the best defense in the league. They have the pieces. Uh, they got that coach, D'Amico Ryans, the former Eagle. I would love to have him as a head coach in Carolina, but he seems to be gelling there, and they're having fun. Now, with the acquisition of Christian McCaffrey, now they have a hybrid because not only do they need to use Debo Samuel, they have Christian McCaffrey throwing, catching, and running in for touchdowns. That gives them an edge. With Jimmy G., can they take him to the promised land? I mean, he's done it before, so I don't see why he can't do it again. All he has to do is not turn the ball over, and they could win this game. This team is scary, and they live for primetime games. They show up. They're actually fun to watch, especially with Debo coming out with the boombox. I like the team. I actually have them pinned for a Super Bowl team. Uh, I think the Chargers can beat them, though, because Eckler is going to show up, and he's not going to want to be outperformed by the running back on the other side of the ball. Defensively? Look out for a good game from Derwin James. And I would say uh, Nick uh, Trump-Bosa. Let's say this game is going to overtime, and I think uh, the 49ers get the edge here. And I'm checking these off as I'm speaking this onto the podcast just so I remember all of my picks. Okay? And then finally, for the Monday night game, we have Washington and Philadelphia. Now, the Eagles are 8-0. They're feeling good. They're looking good. They got an acquisition of A.J. Brown in the offseason, and it's paying off. I'm happy for A.J. Brown because he got a chance to show that he can sign. He got out of Tennessee, and I can't believe they gave him up for basically nothing. This man has more receiving yards and touchdowns than the entire wide receiver core in Tennessee altogether. And he knows it, and he lets them know every single week. Uh, I don't know what happened there. I don't know what the issue was. I remember he tweeted that cryptic thing saying that it's not on him, and I agree with that, but the NFL is a business. It's not a family. It's not a friendship. It's a business. So they're going to do what's best for the future of their teams. Do I think that Washington can beat Philly? No. I don't think that Washington is going to go into Philly and beat them. But I do think that Philly could go into Washington and beat them, which they did. Now, Tyler Heineke reminds me of Taylor Heineke. Reminds me of uh, Brett Favre. Very gritty player, and he wants to prove himself. There's a lot of issues going on in Washington right now behind the scenes that could be distracting, and hopefully they can get a win. I see them going to Oklahoma City, honestly, or maybe a, a, more, a place that's a good market for an NFL team because I think their days are numbered out there in Washington Commanders. They might have a different team name, too. The players are going to go there as well. Carson Wentz, I think you're done. 
Chase Young is playing against the Eagles. Now, Texans made it a difficult game when they played against them. When Houston played against Philly on Thursday night, they turned the ball over, and they were getting in Jalen Hurts' heads. Now, with Chase Young coming back and being the star that he is on Washington in the front, he might show up and do some damage. However, watch for a big game from Dallas Goddard. Now, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm sorry. I watch a lot of football. I don't know who the corners are for Washington, but I feel like A.J. Brown could definitely score against them. He doesn't have any issues there, but I feel like they're going to game plan for him, and it's going to be to the point where they're going to have to give the ball off to other players. So, Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard are going to be the ones to eat this game. This is their game. This is Devontae Smith game, all right? He's going to get the game ball this game. Uh, obviously, this is no doubt. The Eagles are going to move to 9-0, and and they're going to win this one. And that does pay me to say because I'm not an Eagles fan. So, I, I kind of – I'm not conspiring against them, but I feel like you guys are getting your hopes up because, believe it or not, I saw my team win 15 games in a row. And then we went to the Super Bowl and lost the entire thing. So I don't get my hopes up for regular season ones. I I need it on paper when I see it. Obviously, Philadelphia is a contender, Super Bowl contender is 100%. I see San Fran getting in their way, and I see Minnesota getting their redemption in a playoff game. But that's just me. And a couple teams that I have bye weeks this week are Baltimore, the Ravens, pay the man. Lamar Jackson, pay that motherfucking man. Cincinnati. The Bengals, Joe Burrow, please get this man help with an offensive line. Maybe you guys could have picked something up in the offseason because this man's running for his life. Joe Mixon, uh, I thought that we wore our black helmets for our funerals for Thursday night against the Falcons, but apparently you buried us in the fucking ground 10 feet deep with your five-touchdown performance. So salute to you, motherfucking asshole. Uh, New England, that's going to fucking hurt my fantasy team. That's the only thing I have to say about that because I have their kicker, and he's getting me like 20 points a game. So that's going to fucking be a uh, – What's the what's the word that old people say? A hitch in your crawl or some dumb shit like that? And then the Jets. The feel-good team. Man, the Jets look good. The Jets look good. You don't fucking deny it, motherfucker. You heard what I said. The Jets looks good. And it's been a while since you've been able to say that, right? But fuck it. Until next time, uh, talk your shit. Be good to yourself. Brush your teeth and stay the fuck out of my business.